Welcome to the all-new Assembly Conversation series, hosted by Business Art South Africa's Charmaine Subramani and Mandy van der Spey. Theme Creativity Now, Cultural Intelligence in the Time of COVID-19, Basel Assembly explores the insights cultural intelligence can offer in terms of rebooting the creative economy in South Africa, on the continent and globally. This is the first in a series of curated conversations flowing from assembly.basa.co.za, a hybrid of live and digital engagements across social, digital and media platforms. Today's episode, The Creative Agenda, is anchored by insights from the launch of Artstrack No. 9, and our host takes a deep dive with guests Madeline Lambert, Barca Head of Research, and joining us remotely from Cape Town is Grace Meadows, Arts Program Manager, Southern Africa, for British Council. Welcome to the Barca Assembly Conversations. I am Charmaine Supramani, and I am the Chairman of Business in our South Africa Board. The Barca Conversations are a series of podcasts, debates and discussions stemming from the inaugural Barca Assembly, which launched in March 2021 and was partnered by the British Council. In these podcasts, we will focus on the current cultural policy and cultural investments. I'm going to bring Mandy van der Spain to the conversation. She is the Deputy Chairman of Business and Art South Africa. And Mandy will give us some background about the Barca Assembly. Thank you, Charmaine. Barza Assembly comprised a hybrid of live and digital engagements intended as a vehicle for showcasing Barza's latest research into the creative sector, as well as work being done by our partners and stakeholders. This included the launch of Barza's biannual research project, Arts Track No. 9, tracking consumer engagement within the arts and culture sectors. For those who missed it or want to continue engaging with the content, the Baza Assembly online platform is still live and can be accessed at assembly.baza.co.za. Oh, thank you, Mandy. As mentioned, the conversations are focused on the current cultural landscape. The intention is to ensure that arts is understood, more appreciated and incorporated more in the world of business. At Barca, we continue to champion and drive the need for both business and arts to effect changes for mutual benefit and growth. We will host these conversations monthly, and they will take place on Friday of every month until October 2021. Today, we focus on the creative agenda, the findings of Artstrack number nine, as presented by Barca's head of research during the Barca Assembly. That session was titled the inside track. Today, we're going to explore the content and the data shared in more detail. We will focus on how brands use or could use this important research to inform their partnership strategies. I'm going to hand over to Mandy to take this discussion forward. Now with us today, we have Grace Meadows, Arts Programme Manager, Southern Africa for the British Council, and Baza's Head of Research, Madeleine Lambert. Welcome to you, Grace and Maddie. Wonderful. Thank you, Mandy. It's really good to be here. Just to pick up, I think, on some of those live topics that emanated from Assembly, it's really wonderful to have an opportunity to unpack this platform where I sit in Cape Town. I wish I was with all of you at Baza HQ in Johannesburg, but it's good to join. Thank you. Thanks so much, Grace, and thank you, Mandy and Charmaine. I'm really looking forward to this conversation, and it's great that you've been able to join us, Grace. 
Well, let's jump straight into it, shall we? Madeleine, what is ArtsTrack all about? And why is this research so important for the art sector? Well, ArtsTrack is Bass's key research property. And this is really important for us because um, traditionally in the sector, there hasn't been a lot of research and monitoring and evaluation data about the sector. Um, and as an organization whose key focus is really to drive investment in the arts and to encourage business to support and engage, it becomes very difficult if you don't have any data for them to engage with. And so that's how ArtsTrack came about. So it's a really in-depth study, which we do in collaboration with BMI. Um, and it looks at the market and the audience for arts and culture and really delves into the demographics of these people and how they engage with arts and culture content. And it also delves into what they perceive or how they perceive sponsors of arts and culture. Um, and I think this is really important for the sector because number one, it helps the arts and culture sector get a sense of who their audiences are and how people are engaging. But more importantly, it helps the private sector and potential partners and sponsors get a clearer understanding of that. Um, and I think for successful collaborations to take place, it's really important for both sectors to understand one another. It's also really useful for businesses engaging in the sector to use when they're working on their partnership and sponsorship strategies. ArtsTrack is primarily for Barca members, but it's really important for us to find ways of sharing some of that data more broadly. Um, and so that's why conversations like this and platforms like Assembly are really important to us. Thank you, Maddie. I'm going to bring Grace into the conversation. Grace, from a British Council's perspective, how does your partnership with BASA factor into the research that both organizations do? And tell us a little bit more about British Council's current research focus. Sure, thank you. And research is really at the helm of a lot of things that we do. So British Council, as you know, is a cultural relations agency or organization. And we couldn't really do the work that we do without partnership. So at the heart of why we exist is primarily to co-create, to collaborate, and to connect creative communities from South Africa back to the UK, but also to kind of gain a thorough understanding of where the creative sector is and learn from various aspects of it, which is why Barca is so uniquely placed. In terms of research, for the past two to three years now, we've been actually quite focused on looking at the intersections of the creative economy, where they intersect with the social economy. So really with a focus on enterprise, um, business development within the sectors, understanding the, the, the broader ecosystem around the creative economy. And um, when we say the intersection with social economy, see how we can drive the work that we do within creative spaces to a more social impact for experience for participants, but also just to create innovative solutions or products that are more sustainable and really start engaging with impact-driven focus areas, um, as well as maintain the art and open up those conversations. Thank you, Grace. Uh, now, this is a question for you as well as for Madeline. And Charmaine, you may want to weigh in as well. How can this research be used to grow the art sector, to understand the arts and cultural landscape? Expanding on this, how do platforms like Bazaar Assembly and these conversations support this? And how can creatives, arts practitioners, and businesses alike contribute, and what can they take away from such engagements? 
I guess from Bass's perspective, um, as I touched on a little bit earlier, Arts Track is really exclusively for members. Um, but for me, it's really important that the purpose of research is to generate new knowledge and share that. And so we felt as Barca that it's not helpful to the sector that we are here to serve to restrict that. So while the full research is strictly for our members, we use opportunities like this to share snippets of it and use it to also ignite further conversation and engage other people who are active in the sector. Um, and so, for example, one of the things that we have coming up that's going to be launched today with this podcast is an abbreviated version of Arts Track, which is going to be free for anyone in the public to access. Um, and then obviously platforms like Assembly and conversations like this really open up the discussion and allow us to engage not only with people within our organization, but multiple different stakeholders so that we don't have the same voices speaking all the time. And I think that that's really key because in a sector that's so diverse, you've got to open up the conversation and engage with different points of view and stimulate this kind of debate. I'm going to share an example that I think that's actually quite powerful um, from a partnership and the importance of actual knowledge. So I recently engaged with um, an individual. Uh, he's a successful businessman, but what he has done, and he always does, is bring the creatives into the space. And for purpose of completeness, I'm actually going to share his name as well as the project that he's working on. His name is Guido Ghiacetti, and he's an Italian that invests here in South Africa. And because if he understands the power of the art space and the impact that it can possibly have in business and his deep appreciations, he never engages in any project without the use of artists. So he commissioned work from artists here in South Africa and one of the amazing pieces that he's done with the wings is a, is a South African artist Usha engages with artists across Africa and it is in the hotel that is hope, opening in a few months time and the point I'm actually making though when businesses and have enough knowledge appreciates art they know in order for value and continued benefits they have to engage the creative space and that's what we as Barca need to do ensure our reach our research as well as the British Council's research has far greater impact and more people know about it to understand how best to take the knowledge implemented in their business because the real power is not about knowledge the real power and value is actually in the implementation of projects for mutual benefit. I think we should hand over to Grace for her thoughts on it. Thanks, Romain. I love what you say about um, opening up creative spaces in business. And I also think historically there was this narrative that held these two ideas very separate. So art was on one side and business was on the other side. And there would be very little communication and understanding both between the two. But from a creative economy lens, and I'm, I am aware around the contentious debate around the commodification or monetizing of art practice. I know that certain creators don't perhaps consider themselves as business people, but for the purpose of this conversation and really to embed this in a creative economy lens, I think the malleability or the permeability between art as business and business as art is something that is really going to enrich where we're going. And certainly this is coming out in the research. We know that creative businesses are contributing ever more to the GDP. We know that we have unemployment issues that are really right, that creative economy can really bolster and support. 
So I'm, I'm quite enjoying that the research is evidenced and it's curious and it continues to ask these questions to hopefully start informing more and more policy around spaces that particularly link to economy practice. But I think that's a really interesting point to see how we can create those platforms to merge that conversation and how we can start seeing the world of business and art more holistically and with all of its multifacets. Thank you for those insights, Grace. Now, I believe that research should be regarded as the cornerstone of the creative sector and its business partners. And that's why these conversations offer the ideal platform to do so. Thanks, Mandy. COVID disrupted all industries, but the impact was felt severely by the creative sector. As we navigate this impact of this and seek ways of reviving the sector, what do you guys think are some of the challenges being faced by artists? And what ways can the private sector support the creative sector to actively contribute to the economy and be able to support their livelihoods? Grace, let's hear from you first. You know, Charmaine, I wish there was there was one challenge or a handful of challenges, but I think COVID has brought on such a such a myriad of just different things and complexities that we would never have imagined. So outside of the enormous strain to livelihoods and um, the, the different forms of art practice that have now needed to be completely reimagined and looked at, and audiences dwindling and disposable income across the board and global psychosocial needs and mental health challenges that have emanated. I think something that I've been very curious about, uh, particularly in the South African cultural landscape, is really this idea around what is support. And I, and I mention this in terms of grants. I know in our country we don't have a very rich grant management system or understand what grants mean. And I think when we look in, at the creative sector more broadly, there are some differences between subsidies, support grants, commissions, um, and I'm wondering, particularly now as we are in the thick of COVID and looking at a new world, if you will, and things are slowly starting to open up, I'm quite curious as to know how are we going to be evaluating, so it's the numbers game, how many performances, we are the audiences, digital numbers, times, face-to-face interaction, so those numbers, and also what do commissions mean? whether they are support grants or whether they are subsidies and subsidies across the board. So where the private sector can come in is to recognize the various ways that grant making can happen. But I think that there are other ways that we can start enabling the creative sector to work. So that could be touring, that could be eco-mapping, that could be subsidizing venues, etc. So I think we have our work cut out for us in, first of all, understanding some of these challenges and then reimagining ways to address it. Oh, you've raised some pertinent points, Grace. And um, these are some questions that we should consider putting out there to just see how best we can bring some solutions to it. So thank you for bring, raising those. I'm just going to yeah, elicit uh, Mandy's views on the matter. We all know that it's been absolutely devastating to the sector and realize that a concerted effort will have to be made at all levels to assist artists to encourage audiences to eventually come back to the theatres, to the galleries, um, to the concerts, in order to try and sustain the sector to some degree. And perhaps Baza should look at its membership and encourage them to do far more 
apart from those who have already been contributing to a substantial degree, but to really make a concerted effort going forward. Oh, thank you, Mandy. And I feel that even though COVID had, I mean, there was suffering, there's no doubt about it, and we cannot deny that. But what it did do from a corporate business perspective, because I straddle the business perspective as well as the art space, that corporates are more inclined to, to, to engage with people that don't look like them, speak, their, speak like them, or act like them. And, and one collaboration that we're currently working with is with um, Proudly South African, and they have a fair amount of membership. So if we could actually match our creatives with the needs of corporates and understand what that is, maybe another project that we could build on, we'll be able to create value for those businesses as well as those artists. So in every situation, there's always positives and negatives in what we do and how we can actually improve the lives of many. And I believe we'll continue to drive that mandate from a Baza perspective. Uh, Madeleine, love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> thanks, Charmaine, and thanks everyone. I've, I've really been enjoying these insights and I think it's one of the kind of greatest opportunities that have come from COVID is to let us have these thoughts and start interrogating these kinds of conversations. Um, and I think particularly what you started out with, Grace, and that I think Mandy and Charmaine have elaborated on a little bit is the importance of really thinking differently about how arts and culture is funded and how the sector can be more sustainable because I do think that the sort of traditional grant funding that has been the primary source of income in the sector is not sustainable. Um, and as much as it's important and is imperative and helps work happen, it is very short-term focused um, and it's not entirely sustainable. Um, so I definitely think that these kinds of conversations are things that we need to be engaging with as creatives and as business. And I think also from a government perspective, so for all three sectors to work together and come up with possible solutions, I think is really key. Um, and it's about piloting and testing and seeing how things go. And I think that from my perspective, being a researcher, monitoring and evaluation and doing research into that is really key, as Grace was saying, to really understand how we measure this and how we can track what's effective so that we can really move forward and grow the sector. Thank you, Madeleine. It has been an amazing session, if I can say so myself, with these two phenomenal women. Um, and why is it that when we're always having fun, time seems to be flying? <laughs> I would like to thank my co-host, Mandy. Thank you for holding the space with me. Grace, it was awesome meeting you, even over the telephone. Um, I love your energy, and um, so thank you. And I also want to take the opportunity to actually thank the British Council for partnering with Baza and for driving the creative mandate as passionately as you guys do. So we are grateful for that. Um, we actually need more organizations to drive the creative mandate for the benefit of all. And I honestly believe that the theory of change starts at an individual level, and then as a community which includes businesses, then the continent, and ultimately the world. And that's what we want to actually drive. Madeleine, I just want to say thank you for your insights and your continued commitment and passion. And we appreciate the work that you do and your energy and for driving the much needed change. Um, today's discussion is a start to the role that we take very seriously at Basel. And our mission is to drive and implement projects and relationships for the benefit of the creative sector. Our next session is in June and we'll unpack matters relating to intellectual property for the digital age. We will explore various issues ranging from what creative rights are, how to protect these rights and stop exploitation, 
how to earn from intellectual property, particularly from a digital perspective in light of 4IR and COVID's pivot to digital platforms. Thank you guys for your time. I'm going to hand over to Mandy to wrap up further. As a reminder, the full Arts Track number 9 research report is exclusively for Bazaar Standard and Bespoke members. Previous editions of ArtsTrack, though, are freely available on Baza's website. Visit the research page and click on ArtsTrack to access these. If you'd like to access the latest full version but aren't yet a Baza member, visit our website and click the membership tab to find out more and apply. For those who would like a sneak peek, ArtsTrack number nine Abbreviated is freely available as a summary version on Baza's website and you can view highlights presented by Madeleine in the inside track on the Baza Assembly platform. Thank you everyone. Thank you everyone. Stay safe. And this is a wrap.